The following message is the word of God for you from the annual conference of the household of David Church, themed Great Grace. Be blessed. Praise the Lord. I'm really excited and I know that our lives will never be the same in the name of Jesus. We're going to be brief. I, I actually insisted, Pastor, um, Pastor, I love you with all my heart. Let's honor him. Yes, I do. Hallelujah. Every time I'm here, it's my third time here, but this, this is already home for me. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, it will be very brief. I understand that this is a session for the workers, but Pastor told me that uh, there are people who said walk out or not walk. I'm, I'm just here to receive. So we trust God to do something very brief. I understand you've been here for a while, and um, I trust that it will be wonderful moments from now till the evening and then tomorrow. Let's ask the Lord to visit us. Though brief, but let it be an encounter that will bless us. Lord, we give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Every time we are gathered in His presence, there is no taking for granted what He can do in our lives. And as we worship you, so very quickly I want to share something I wish I had time I was really um, thinking I'll be able to talk particularly to the workers you know I insisted that I would have to talk to them because you see in every church listen in every church in every organization the workforce are the most important people in that assembly not the guests I'm here only for a few days and then I leave the newcomers are here and there's no guarantee they will come. When a man decides to be planted in a church, an organization, a ministry, they deserve every kind of attention and every kind of commitment. Are we together now? 
being a worker in an assembly such as this is a rare privilege but then it is also worthy of commendation and so i thought to just speak to us to challenge us i am concerned if my workers don't get results they are the proof that i am not fake you see that any other person can claim to be blessed somewhere but when your worker attests to the fact that you are a man of god and that their lives are testaments of your the call of god upon your life then it is worthy of note so i we thank god i know many of you are expecting a lot of miracles you the lord will visit us in very strange ways but you see the workers deserve to be the most prosperous people in this assembly the most spiritual people in this assembly it is the testimony from their lives that will compel others to not only visit but to be established are we together jesus was working with 12 people the bible records that he got 12 people who would help him uh, as he fulfilled his earthly work his assignment and then you would think that because they ate with him they knew who he was they had been with him pastor for over three years had seen the miracles even participated in some of them and then jesus asked them a very shocking question he said gentlemen i want to know something who do men say that i am and you can imagine thank you for asking this question because we've been arguing about it we really do we're not sure some say you are isaiah the prophet some say you are this and he said all right they are permitted to have a mis mis uh, a misunderstanding about me but you have worked with me you have seen me pray you have seen me fast you have seen me you have seen my love what is your conclusion and pastor not one of the workers and the leaders in jesus's ministry could stand to communicate in a heartbeat who they perceived him to be proximity does not mean there is a connection they had been with jesus one of the most disheartening thing for a leader is to find out after many years that the people that you place your trust upon are not sure of you they don't know what you stand for they don't trust your message hallelujah and so i want to speak very briefly this is for everyone but particularly to the workers i just i didn't bring my bible i just want to talk to us um the power of conviction the power of conviction is a measure of your your depth of persuasion listen please your depth of persuasion over a person over a thing over a principle over a system the depth of your persuasion about the truthfulness of a person, the truthfulness of a law, a principle, the truthfulness of a system is called conviction. So conviction attempts to measure your depth of persuasion. The Bible says, I know whom I have believed. And then it says, I am. He would have stopped there knowing who you believe is not enough he say i am persuaded persuaded there are many people in church 
Do you know, Pastor, the reason why many men and women of God get their hearts broken? Because the workers are working, but it's not from a standpoint of conviction. Sometimes it could be a standpoint of guilt, having been within that system for a long time. They feel a need to participate. Sometimes it can be because of tribal affiliations or some kind of, um, some kind of connection. Oh, we know this person and we have to be part of this. But you see, if your work and your service in the house of God is not based on conviction, time will frustrate you. This is what began to happen to the disciples. The premise upon which they followed Jesus was just that they saw a celebrity and they hoped that through him, their lives will be great, which is not a bad thing. Except that if that is the object of your pursuit, you will be frustrated. So, a point came, they said, Jesus, we don't understand what you are doing. No power, you are shining alone. We are here, you are not even recognizing us. Remember one time when the disciples attempted to play the role of protocol. They wanted to stop the mother and Jesus rebuked them. They wanted to stop children. And Jesus said, don't even do that. And they said, look, Jesus, we... This thing is like you are using us here. That's why when Jesus was caught, the disciples were thinking he would, you know, do something supernatural. And then Jesus just allowed himself and they said, Goodness, this man has played with our intelligence for three years. And they all departed. Three years with a man and he was missing for only 72 hours and not one was with him. Three years. They had walked with him. They saw Lazarus come back. You see that? Conviction. The proof of conviction is your staying power regardless of results. The proof of conviction is capacity to stay. Stay. That's why people hop from business to business, church to church, man of God to man of God. They, they, they are, it's, it's, an, it's an emotional reaction to whatever pleases them at the moment. Those who flourish are those who are planted, not those who are around. It says, they that are planted in the house of our God, it said, they shall flourish. In old age, because they are still planted, they will be fat and flourishing. Conviction. I want to challenge every worker in this ministry it is not enough to believe in god the bible says every house is built by some man although god is the builder but there is an individual notice every house is not built by some persons god's agenda is always carried out by men but there is an entity that represents the face of what he's doing at every given time are we together now yes it doesn't matter whether um, you grew up with the man of God, whether you are the brother, sister, when it comes to the house of God and the work of the kingdom. There has to be an individual that must be believed by all and sundry to be a representation of what God is doing in and through that ministry and must be willing to submit themselves to God and to that individual. There are many people who believe in God but don't believe in their pastor. Are we together? To believe in a pastor is not to greet him. That's respect. It doesn't mean you believe him. There, there are many factors that must be pieced together 
to equate believing number one you have to come to a point where there is persuasion that he sent of god you don't have to use the success results to validate that he was sent it's dangerous because according to whatever seasons of ministry there are times that for a long period of time you may not see certain noticeable results yet the word is working it is at those times that you see that many people become impatient they join the bandwagon of new things and after one month three months they hope that they will buy the equipment in two months they hope that this and that will happen and after one or two years if they cannot trace something notable that has happened in the church they begin to gas out then they come up with hilarious prophecies and say the man of god is doing something wrong god is not with him and so on and so forth do you believe that your pastor is sent to you not to the world there were many widows in zarephath but to none was elijah sent listen you never become fulfilled in a church when you do not believe the man of God is sent to you. Sent to you. Not sent to Lagos. Are we together now? Yes. I know you love me so much and I truly appreciate you. I know you honor me, your pastor, his family and all of that. But you see, I am sent to you from a global perspective. But from a localized perspective, this is your pastor. Are we together? The voice of God will always come through the voice of your pastor. When God spoke to Samuel, he had it in the tone of Eli's voice. That's why he got up and went to Eli. He did not hear a baritone voice. It was the voice of Eli. The voice of God was in the voice of Eli. And, and, and he went to Eli and said, he said no i'm not the one god will always speak in the voice of the shepherd that he has placed before you is god helping us it's a brief session but i pray that you are receiving something you must believe i'm training you to come up with persuasion and conviction all other things like evangelism inviting people you will not need to be told when your conviction is there the work is conviction do you believe i'm not saying do you believe he's anointed leave that for another time do you believe that this man of god is sent by god to you if there were no instruments would you still believe if this building collapsed all of a sudden would you believe if the pastor came up and stood here and said sorry I have been suffering from an ailment. Would you suddenly change and say, I thought he was so anointed. Would you believe? Let me tell you something. Conviction is more than flamboyancy. It's a covenant of loyalty. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That you have committed yourself. When Jesus was on the cross, it was not a pleasant sight. The Lamb of God hung naked on the cross and only one sir john not even joseph was there john was there and he looked at him and i can imagine john wondering jesus is it that you don't have the power to bring this down listen let me tell you something there are many workers pastor whose whose ah, 
there are many things coming into my spirit now. Oh God, just, just, just have mercy on us and let's land somewhere. You see, please come. Three of you, can I use you? Just stand here quickly, please. Stand here, stand here, darling. Stand here, you. And then stand. Are you three? Fine. There are three groups of people you will always find in your life. Now listen, please. This applies to business, applies to ministry. Number one, those who love you and passionately believe in you, regardless of results, they are ready to die with you. Ruth and Naomi, your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. Give them the option to leave you. They will come back again. They are called bond servants. It's as though they are in slavery, but it's love that has constrained them, not force. These are the men that came to David in the cave of Adullam. There was no hope. David was a frustrated failure in the cave of Adullam. But they left the pleasure of the palace and came. They covenanted with themselves that David we will make you king. All kinds of people. Pastor, anyone that is not in the cave of Adullam should not be in the palace with any man of God. If you cannot endure the embarrassment of the cave, you do not deserve to be featured in the palace. Longevity in church should not be the basis for leadership. It is the covenant of conviction backed up by a determination to submit to the man and the grace. So you will find these people. Let me tell you something that will shock you. And I want you to really believe me. If you find 10 of this kind of people in your life, you are about the most fortunate person on earth today. I repeat, if you find up to 10 of these kinds of people in your life, you are about the most fortunate person that will love you for no reason. They are not interested in results. Result is only an addition, a consolation to why they are with you. They will die with you and they will die for you. Greater love had no man than this. Than a man not only willing to stand with you, but willing to give his life for you. I pray that the workers in this church become the portrait of this kind of personality. Where the pastor can go to bed and be confident that these people are the people that the Lord has given to me. Number two, there are people who, they don't love you as a person, but they love what you represent. And they love what it means to them. Are we together? So if you are anointed, they love the anointing. And since you are the custodian of the anointing, they will continue to partner with you for as long as there is progress. The day they find an option that is faster and higher than you, they will go in a heartbeat. They are more concerned about the result than the person. So for as long as the church or the business is rising and increasing, they love it. Pastor, I love you. Did you see the wheelchair? Pastor, I love you. I mean, we just bought these sounds. I mean, Pastor, where did you get 100 million naira? I mean, you just got favor with the president. I'm seeing your photos everywhere. The difference between this guy and this guy, both of them do the same thing. Motif is the difference. You will be deceived into things. They are the first to wake you up in the morning. Pastor, you want to travel. Uh, I mean, I, I, can I do anything for you? And you are so touched and say, my God, what a person. Was it not Peter who told Jesus, 
You know, Jesus told him, um, let me wash your feet. He said, no, 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 no. I honor you too much to allow you to do this. And brothers and sisters, in a heartbeat, Peter ran away. A little girl saw him and said, ah, I've seen you one crusade. I don't know, I don't know what you are talking about. And Jesus looked at him. They don't love you. They love what you represent. They love your progress. A majority of the people you find in church are here. There's nothing wrong with partnering with a man and then, I mean, every there is a dimension of leadership that is motivated by results. But brothers and sisters, listen, let me tell you the truth. In the days that we live, your love and your commitment must be beyond results for you to be fruitful. So you find these kinds of people. The third are people who don't like you. They don't even believe in what you stand. But when you are fighting an enemy that is also their enemy, they will partner temporarily to join you. Are you seeing that now? The scribes and the Pharisees had always been enemies. Are we together? They had arguments about the resurrection. They hated themselves. But at this point in time, they discovered that Jesus came. He was a bigger enemy. And so they came together as a team. Do you know once upon a time, Barabbas was a capon. He was a destroyer. I remember there was a day they convicted that guy. But with respect to Jesus, Barabbas, please go free. Because there is a big... When we kill Jesus, we will revisit your case. But for now, you are free. Are we together? They hate you. They will talk bad about you in the office. But just because something is about to happen and they are retrenching all workers, all, including you and them, you now form a team, a union, and advocate the interest. When, well, not, not, not much of religious crisis happens here, but down north where I am, when there is a religious crisis, no one will ask whether you are from this church or this. A Christian is team one. A non-Christian is team two. When the crisis doubts, I now ask, what did you even say you were before? You see, so, you are going to find these kinds of people. Let me tell you this. All the three are important in your life. This one makes you wise. This one keeps you on your goal. This one helps you know those who are worth committing your life. You cannot, if all you have are these kinds of people, you will be consoled but you will never produce results. Because chances are that you become weak knowing that whether or not you produce results, they are here for you. It would be unfair to just keep them loyal and not produce results. So you need these kinds of people. They will make you know. They will, they will pressure you to produce that result. And the presence of these ones will make you wise. It's better to live with a wise enemy than a foolish friend. A friend loves you the way you are. An enemy challenges you. You must be smarter. He expands your horizon and your thinking. This. Listen. In a great house. There are all kinds of vessels in a great house. In house of David, there are these people. In Koinonia, there are these people. Everywhere, every business. It is up to the man of God to sustain discernment. So that when you want to appoint people in a department that is result, has to be result oriented. You know that a 
it, it, it takes more than loyalty. You need somebody who is passionate about results. Are we together now? Yes. I just, I just took that to explain to you how people are. But my, 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 my challenge for us is conviction. Do you believe? I know you believe in God. But do you believe in the man of God as your man of God representing the voice and the counsel of God to you? If yes, do you believe that this ministry, this church is ordained of God and has a future? This is what will sponsor your staying and your commitment conviction I do the things I do today because I am convicted pastor has brought us all the way putting this conference together because of conviction brothers and sisters if you are a worker in this house your skill is important but the first requirement is your conviction are we together there is nowhere and I tell you this there is nowhere I will hear anybody saying anything wrong against your man of God and keep quiet. I won't fight, but I will not be passive about it. It is because of my conviction. Pastor is not only a man of God. He's not only a man of God. He has become my friend. I love him with all my heart and I honor him. In the secret and in the open. So when members meet together and say, do you know I love pastor, but the other day, have you noticed that it's just pastor A and B that he has been looking at? The other one said, oh, you two, you are seeing it. <laughs> so let's go behind, meet me there. Let's discuss this thing in detail. You see, it doesn't matter whether what they are saying is right or wrong. It is already a channel you are giving the devil to come into the church and break the foundation of what is happening. Are you together now? Yes. Every time Satan wants to destroy and sabotage the progress of a church, he will not use outsiders. He will use people who are dissatisfied for whatever reason. You do not love a man of God if you do not give equal honor to his wife. Let me say it again. You hear me say it all the time. If you love pastor and you don't love his wife, then you do not love him. Because the two have become one. We just finished a series, What is Love? Please get, this, get the teaching. It will change your perspective about love. Conviction. Conviction. There are people I know in my life who can die for me. I'll be a joker to think everybody will do so. If I stand up here, God forbid, it will never happen. But if I stand up here and say, um, House of David, I just want to confess something I did. That lady you have been seeing that you think is my sister, I'm the one who got her pregnant. God forbid. I said, God forbid. Let me shout it again so that you hear it. Are we together? Do you know that there are people whose honor, sometimes honor for years that they have held for me, that will fade in five minutes? I'm not justifying sin. Don't get me wrong. But you see that I would be deceived that these people love me. But simply because there is a challenge, I gave room to the devil or whatever it is that happened. And all of a sudden, say, you know I saw this thing in a dream, 2013. I just kept quiet about it. No, sir. 
Pastor, I'm not happy about what happened, but I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I will stand and take the shame together. Oh, may God give this church those kinds of people. Look how many of you are looking at me. It's so unpleasant what I'm saying. I, I mean, you see it challenging you because we are people who are not, I'm, I'm preaching apostolically, but our world is full of people who are self-centered. We are just looking for who to hop onto like a vehicle to use to get somewhere safe. It tells on how disappointed we are when our expectations are not matched. It tells. No matter what you are doing in this ministry, you must love your pastor and say, Pastor, as far as the Lord has granted me grace, I am here with you. I love you. I don't love your anointing alone. I don't love your, your ability to communicate the word of God. I love you as a person and I'm absolutely convinced that as far as the Lord grants me grace, you can trust me. You can trust me. It tells on your giving. It tells on your loyalty. It tells on your willingness to inconvenience yourself as a worker. Did you know that it takes a lot to put an average service together? Is that true? You'll be surprised how some of the people, especially the protocol people, may not have slept. They've been at the airport waiting for us and all of that and all the logistics going on. And I observe joy because it's a proof of passion. I observe joy. You see how, how tired they are, but they are, they are committed to a worthy cause. And they are committed to seeing that the assignment that God has given the man of God comes to pass. Conviction. Conviction. When there is a problem with conviction, you will not last. Listen, become a man and a woman of conviction. It is within your power to probe every man of God, including me, until you find them worthy of your submission. But if and when you do, then you pour your heart. I have no right to manipulate this brother or this sister to believe in me. No, you don't believe in people generally. You watch. And, and this is another thing pastors do not know. Members do not truly submit to a man overnight. They watch your attitude. They watch you under pressure. They watch you say so and they see what you are doing with your own finance. They watch you under pressure. They watch you pray. They see challenges that would have thrown you down and they see you engaging the forces of the spirit to remain stable. And on the strength of that, they say, this man is worth my loyalty forever. No matter how charismatic you are, brothers and sisters, let me tell you the truth. I know many of you are blessed by our life and the ministry, but it took a long time for this probing to be crystallized in the heart of men. You see people just listening to my men. It's not just anointing. No. It's taking a long time. When you see the power of God move in a meeting and you see me prophesying, chances are you can think, is this man of God genuine? How can a young man be talking like this? Then you keep watching. Then you listen to another message. Then you keep watching. Then God gives you dreams. Then you are searching the Bible and checking the consistency. A day will come, you will conclude that truly, I have come to receive this man and receive the word. Is that true? How many people this afternoon, 
can truthfully say, I have come to receive pastor as my pastor, an authority over my life, a shepherd. I believe in this assignment and I'm willing to commit myself, my finances, my time, my energy with joy to lift up his hand like Aaron and Hall. Listen, it's amazing that if you do not ask yourself this question, you will be frustrated even as a committed worker. Hallelujah. Conviction. Everyone say it, conviction. You have to be convicted. There are people doing businesses they are not convicted about. They were just told, buy three buses and if it's Lagos, you will make money for sure. The first week you bought the bus, someone jammed the bus and they told you that you need 70,000 to fix it. This is what I'm talking about. You don't have conviction. Are we together? People get married without conviction. And after four months, the man just turns to say, you know, let me confess something. I've, I've always suspected that you are a devilish woman. It's just that I didn't have the courage to tell you and because we're marrying in a hurry, I got focused. No conviction. That's why a woman can turn and look at her husband and liars with an robber and say, arrest him. Have you not seen people in homes and churches give room for robbers? How did the nation of Israel conquer Jericho? Was it not the cooperation of an insider? Now, this was for good, but it's still a lesson to learn. There was a prostitute called Rahab whose house was on the wall and she liars with them. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. Every church remains formidable until the betrayal of one insider gives access to the devil. Betrayal of classified information. Betrayal of codes of conduct. Betrayal of the systems of operation. You must trust people. If they steal money from a church, no outsider will just come like that and just move and know where the church keeps money. And No. Years ago, I think one young guy liars with some thieves to come and rob in a family. And the plan was that he would be beaten too. So you would think that just because they joined and beat him too, he was free. They beat all of them. But as investigation continued, they found out that it was a plan. After all, they were going to steal a lot of money. So what is the beating compared to the money that they will steal? He will get his own share. A kiss that should be a sign of love can be a sign to the enemy that this is the man. If you are not contributing in building this church, you are destroying it. What is your testimony about pastor to people who do not know this church? Honestly, the last time you had a discussion about House of David, what informations were captured there? Was it an information that would bring someone to say, this is the man of God I'm looking for? Have you helped them find God through the servant of God? Is God speaking to us? We are going to pray. If I had time, I would have spoken about other things. But this for me is most important. You may be carried away by skill and work and do it as a vocation. One of the blessings that God has given me, and let me say this from the depth of my heart. I don't know what I did to the Lord, but the Lord blessed me with the gift of loyalty. The loyalty of men. 
he has blessed me with priceless people as a team in the ministry I have seen these people stand I have seen these people sacrifice and almost pour their life and that's why I love them I am vocal about my love to them I love my workers with all my heart I will say it before anyone I love them I don't use them I love them you see that do you love your pastor yes I do prove it to me let me see how your finances have contributed not to the church to his life ah but he's a rich man that's not what I'm asking you let me see the content of your prayer for him have you prayed and said God supply grace for this man you know most people don't know what men of God go through you don't know the challenges and the persecution the attacks and all of that all they see is they see a pastor come to stand and smile there are many pastors bleeding from family lives to health to personal lives and a man of God stands and you know you get to a point where people never expect you to have any concerns so they don't even see a need to pray for you they think you are rich they think you are blessed they think you are too anointed to have issues that's why men of God are lonely they finish preaching and they go back and they just cry nobody is trustworthy enough to be confided upon I'm giving you a new orientation I know that the workers in this church I see how hard working and committed you are but in addition to this which in fact is very noble do you love your pastor do you take him as a man of God do you honor him will you stand in the secret if you hear today that your pastor was locked up will you stand to find out why can you go to the prison and say sir if you are looking for someone can I stay let the pastor go whatever it is let me be there blessed are you if you can be that kind of person in this church Even John the Baptist was offended when he was in prison. Go and ask him if he's the Messiah. The one who ordained him in ministry was now doubting the validity of his call. It's not just about cleaning chairs. Listen carefully. It's not just about holding those under the anointing. It's not just about recording messages as important as they are. Are we together? It's not about washing pastor's car, carrying his Bible, serving the water, trying to make sure that the guests are comfortable, rehearsing. All of those things can be wonderful. They can just be a passion. But do you love Pastor Shola? Do you take him as a man of God over your life? Do you take him as a representation of the voice of God in your life? If you were offered another opportunity with other rewards, say finance, or some kinds of privileges of influence, will you turn your back at him and say, Pastor, thank you for using you like a ladder this far. Now that I have a greater option, see you another day. That's what people have done to Jesus Christ. That's what they have done to mentors and people who built and helped them. Listen, dear workers and dear leaders, whether or not you belong to this church, I want to teach you this. Loyalty is a revelation. It's not just an action. It's a revelation. Are we together? Yes. I love pastor. 
I love his wife. Every time I've had the opportunity to speak with them, I have communicated the same level of honor from the depth of my heart. One time, I think I was going, it was a personal trip, I was going to, was it Wari or so, I can't remember, and I was quickly passing through Lagos, and I think maybe he's even here, I don't know. There was someone from House of David. I was at the ATM, quickly trying to withdraw money, hoping nobody knows me around just to smuggle my way and then run, and here came someone, I can't remember, maybe the person may be here, and he just tapped me, he said, good afternoon sir and the honor that gentleman showed me i was trying to hold my bag and he said please i have to help i said no 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 no. it's not this is not even a ministerial trip this is just me just running around and i'm, I'm, I'm that's why i'm quickly smuggling myself and he said no way and i said this guy whoever he is is well taught loyalty is not when a church service is going on it's a system there are some of our protocol people who are in lagos here by evening you will see them it doesn't matter whether it's in the U.S., whether it's in U.K. That connection remains. The loyalty remains. There are some of our people in the media who are military men. Every time I go to a region where they are there, they ask for permission and come and do the work they would have done. It's the mindset of an ambassador. It's not a localized. A worker is not a worker because of a building. He's a worker because of a covenant of submission. And everywhere he finds himself, an occasion arises. He will be that. Will you see your pastor in Jos or in Abuja and just pass the pastor, there's no service today, don't talk anything. When I come, when I wear my vest, I can greet you. We carry this civil service mentality and bring it to church. Your pastor is your pastor on jeans. Your pastor is your pastor on three-quarter. Your pastor is your pastor on suits. Your pastor is your pastor even if he's crying. Your pastor is your pastor even if he's smiling. Are you willing to take this? It's the same thing that happens when you're about to get married. They ask you all those questions. And I'm asking you, we're going to pray. Because the anointing has a requirement. Do you know the anointing can reject men? I hope you know the anointing is living. <laughs> this is the mystery behind people walking with a man of God for a long time and never becoming partakers of his grace. And then at a point they become frustrated because outsiders are becoming greater evidences of what he represents. This is the mystery behind it. The anointing vets your motif. The anointing can reject people. Believe me, it's true. There is a condition for that flow to happen. He gave unto some five talents, two, one, not according to his love for them, according to their ability. He kept watching them. So it is possible that someone can come to this church for two weeks and carry every grace that pastor represents. You will see it verbatim. Yet you may be in this church. You can even be an active worker for a long time and find out that nothing Someone gave something happened. I'm rounding up, please. Just give me a few minutes. Something happened that embarrassed me at, at the airport today. Just today. We we came down from the aircraft and while we were moving, a gentleman just came and tapped me. I think we flew the same plane. And he tapped me and was trying to introduce himself. I looked at him and this is what he said. He said, Man of God, I gave you a property. I could even remember. I said, Okay, you what's the name? And then he said, I gave you a property one time. He said, that's not the testimony. 
do you know as i'm speaking to you now i have nine properties and an estate and the first thing was not his testimony the first thing is oh god which of my workers has shortchanged himself herself from the anointing who has been praying for a, a house to be completed and is dying when in four months god can pick a young guy and give him nine properties and an estate not a flat not a bungalow do you know the potentials of the oil in second kings chapter 4 the oil could do much but the woman had no regard while she was saying i have nothing the oil was hearing her he was hearing the conversation and the prophet said don't say that your miracle has been closer to you than ever only change your perception about it and the oil began to reveal the potentials we run around trying to call men of God whereas God has still the men of God some of you want to see receive the grace that they have from this man yet he's seated among you it's amazing how people will throw Jesus to look for someone Jesus anointed we have that attitude so your pastor can be sitting here and with the favor and the grace that is at work in his life someone will sit down and say lord i need promotion what is promotion there is something you can connect to and in 24 hours please listen please listen these are the systems of the kingdom i'm not just talking of a seed you can sow a seed and yet your heart is not there it's not about money not at all it's god helping us there are graces i've seen people who have worked closely with me you hear a lot of people i'm sure some of you have met them when you say apostle they say which one they say i used to know him look at their lives you knew this guy for how long well i've known him for three years and you are like this you are not wise you are not anointed no influence no destiny helpers you should even keep quiet I flew this morning with Professor Wale Soinka and he was sitting at my seat. So when I came, they wanted me, uh, the, the, the cabin crew hostess wanted to get him up. And I told her, don't do that. This is an authority. Don't do that. Ah, what is it? Let him, and he was willing to get up. I said, no, I understand the law of honor. I can't do that. In the name of man of God? No. I didn't have to know him. I said, please leave him there. Just find any available seat for me and let me sit. Because of that honor, you will be surprised what happened within that one hour flight. I may not know until I go back and I see that a dimension of wisdom has opened for me. It's a law. This thing is not just about prayer. It's a law. It's not a law that happens for pastors. Any man that has an obvious result sustained over time, there is an anointing that sponsors it whether he acknowledges it or not this is what you call grace nothing sustainable can work except it comes from heaven what could you be missing in this what have you seen in your pastor's life that is not at work in you what have you seen strangers come to receive in your pastor's life fellow pastors the pastoral team I'm talking to you thank God this is a workers training what have you seen in your pastor's life have you seen a disparity you've seen him dispense the word and you found out that you struggle with revelation you preach after three days you are exhausted everything you know has finished could it be that there is a dimension of honor and recognition that you must tap into 
is true. Who have you ignored? What dimension of grace have you ignored in his life? What have you refused to observe? What about your pastor have you trivialized that the world is celebrating? What have you refused to see? Is it excellence? Is it the anointing? Is it wisdom? Is it the grace for wealth and influence? What have you refused to see? The time I've had with your pastor, I have learned a lot of things from his life. You ask him now, he will say, no, but it's true. I remember when we had a very touching, I think one of the most intimate discussion when Abel Kuta. And I said, this man of God is an awesome man, an amazing man. I will never pass an anointed man twice to receive. No way. No way. I'm like a sponge. Twice is too late. I have programmed myself to honor and discern what people carry. I can't pass you twice to receive. I won't make Jacob's mistake. Because you may not have a second chance. Let the weight of your glory let it come. Let the light, let the light. Two prayer points and we're done. Prayer point number one. Lord, whatever I have not discerned in the man of God, his dear wife is here. Whatever I have refused to discern, I may have been a worker in this church, but Lord, I may have taken the man of God and the grace that he carries for granted. I ask by the Spirit that there be a reorientation upon my mind. Lift your voice and pray, workers. Pray. You are a worker in this ministry. Pray from the depth of your heart. Lord, my pastor is not struggling. Why am I struggling? I should be a partaker of what he carries. You have given my pastor influence. Why am I struggling to find someone help me? My pastor is a sound teacher of the word. Why do I struggle with communicating the truths of God's word? Please pray. Who do men say that I am? Who do you take your pastor as? For some of you, your pastor is just a senior colleague that you just found yourself respecting. For some of you, your pastor is just someone you knew before he entered ministry. For some of you, your pastor is just someone who his friend recommended to you. For some of you, your pastor is just your business partner somewhere. No! Lord, I take my pastor as a man of God sent from you to me anointed to help me to reveal the reality of the life of the spirit to me go ahead and pray hallelujah I'd like you to pray father if there are any doubts and fears that I have 
about the grace upon the man of God that is affecting my loyalty and my genuine commitment. Take it out of my life. Are we together? That's why some of you get sick and you never come to him. You have not yet, you perceive his wife, but you do not perceive that he carries the healing anointing. There are members in this church that would not have needed to wait for me to come to pray for the sick because there is a grace at work. But just because of that dishonor to the grace, the part of him you honor is the part working in your life. The part you dishonor is, it is very clear that the gap is there. Lift your voice and pray. And say, Lord, what have I ignored? What have I ignored? Upon the man of God and his dear wife, what dimension have I ignored? As the media team, what have I ignored? As the choir, the band, the worship team, as the protocol, what have I ignored? Hallelujah. The Bible says, please come pick this victim, I'm done. It says, a walker is worthy. It never said a walker will receive rewards. The word worthy there means deserving. A walker, not a member. A walker is worthy of his. That means when you walk, you, you, it's, it's a divine debt. You make God owe you. You have received your salary that government owes you. Have you received the one from God? Show me the reward you have gotten as a worker. I can see your paycheck from the federal government. Show me the one that came from heaven. To validate that God did not lie. If I ask you, are you a worker in social corporation? You say yes. You can show me your pay slip as proof that they have been paying you. Show me your salary, my brother. You are a worker in this church. Show me your salary. Why are you crying over rent issue? Show me your salary. The Bible says a worker, not a member, is worthy, deserving. This is not something to fast and pray about. A worker is worthy of his wages. I am a worker. As a man of God, I'm a worker. I can show you my base sleep for being a worker. You see that? He daily loads me with benefits. I am a worker in his vineyard. He called me and so he feeds me. Hi. That's why anything I have, I go to him and I say, Lord, judge it by yourself. You are not a man. And all of a sudden, heaven opens. There are cheap breakthroughs that you would have gotten if only you position yourself to receive as a worker. And I believe that this is why God has put this conference that great grace be poured upon you. That you come back with a strange evidence. And truly let me tell you, the Lord will fulfill every, every one of these words. Can, it, can we pray one last prayer before we are done? Lord, that which is due me as a worker. If you know you have been a faithful worker in this house, then you have a right to place a demand right now and say, Lord, I'm a faithful worker. You see me rehearsing through the night. Lord, I'm a worker. I, I'm in the protocol department. Scripture cannot be broken. I'm a faithful
worker. I'm a faithful worker. The Bible says a worker is worthy of his wages. Worthy of his wages. I'm going to do something very quickly. I just discussed with your pastor. I'm not sure we're going to have this session again. I don't do this often, and that's why I wanted to be here. Um, all the pastoral team, please come. I want to lay my hands on you. That something will come upon your life, and you will step into a new dimension. Please come. Just Hallelujah. You see, impartation is not just laying on of hands impartation is a transference of possibilities are we together in this kingdom we reign on the strength of what we carry listen some of you are watching this i want you to observe because you may be watching you may you may be saying apostle boy you are talking to only the members of this church remember i taught you about hunger you can stand right where you are having no business with the pastoral team and something comes upon your life and just changes you. That's what happens. It's amazing how this anointing thing works. Hallelujah. Yes. I may be meaning to pray for these people, but you find out that someone who is not even connected to what is happening, just because there is a hunger in your heart, then you receive. Are we together? Yes. Bring the lady for me now that is going to fall under the anointing. There is someone in the crowd now as I'm speaking. You reign, you ancient iron king. You are mighty on your throne. coming from i don't know whether she's a member of this church but the lord said give them a sign that they will know you have come to visit them this thing you see is not god that said i should do it it's called a prophet's reward are we together now yes i want you to believe it's not difficult for god to lift you if you understand this this honor is what can destroy you we can some of us can sit there with our pride and keep suffering or just open your heart and say, Lord, in the house of David, help me. Help me. Father, use this lady. In the name of Jesus Christ, I stretch my hands by the Spirit of God. I want to lay hands on your pastors. I usually don't do this. The pastor has given me a go-ahead. And please, while I do that, stretch your hands. Make up your mind that you will honor these ones. 
honor them for what they represent. Whether you are older or younger, it doesn't matter. Whether they are perfect or not, it doesn't matter. There is nothing that happens that, le- that makes legitimate any kind of dishonor. And for you, I'm laying hands on you by the privilege of the grace. Listen, the Bible says that Joshua received the spirit for Moses had laid hands on him. The Lord told Aaron, listen, he told Moses, he said, put some of your honor. Honor is transferable. Take it like a cloth and put it on them. And just a touch I'm going to do quickly. Please believe it. In the name of Jesus. To draw from you again. The grace for a new dimension. The eyes of the eagle. The eyes that see. The ears that hear. In the name of Jesus. I don't know who this lady is, but God is giving her a great healing anointing. This lady I'm speaking to. There is a great healing anointing. A healing grace that is coming upon her. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now let me just pray for you. With I already sense the anointing. Please don't miss this evening. It's a miracle service tonight. Lift your hands. I'm praying for you. Just one minute. God bless you, pastors. I stretch my hands now. In the name of Jesus Christ, receive a strange grace. Right now, I stretch my hands all over this place. Lord, let there be an impartation. Some of you came. You have been waiting. Wherever you are, I release that grace. Grace, a fresh anointing over your spiritual life right now. Receive it in the name of Jesus. to this message from our annual conference theme, Great Grace. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Twin Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m., while our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.